Big Sis Podcast. We love Big Sis! Welcome to the Big Sis Pod, a product of Big Sis Australia, with your host, Karen Mason. All right, let's talk periods. I mean, who really likes talking about periods anyway? I know that I don't, but, you know, it's not like I'm embarrassed to talk about it as such. It's just that it's, you know, part of life and I've just sort of dealt with it when it arrives each and every month. But I've actually found someone amazing in Sydney who cannot get enough about this topic. I've honestly never known any other female on the planet to get so excited about getting her period as she does. I think it's time for us all to share some of her enthusiasm. Her name is Monica Yates and she joins us right now. Hey, I was like full laughing in that with the, I've never known anybody to be so obsessed with periods. It's true. I'm so obsessed with periods. I seriously really love watching you on Instagram and it's so cute because <laughs> I remember when you didn't get your period and then you're like, oh my God, shouting it to the world that you have got your period oh, and you were so excited. Yeah, I've been through the works with trying to get my period back. So, you know, it's a lot of girls, like I wasn't aware about how many girls actually don't have their period until I started doing this work. And it's like a really common thing to lose your period at some point in your life. And like I lost it twice. So like I've been through the works of getting my period back. It's been an uphill battle, but we are here and it's here to stay now forever. It's never going anywhere. Okay. So how long in between your periods then that that you knew it was becoming a real problem? So I got off the pill when I was maybe like, it was probably about two and a half years ago now, came off the pill because my body was just like completely messed up on the pill as well. So I was like, this is not right. So I came off it and I didn't get my period for 18 months and it was such a battle to get it back. Then I eventually got it back finally. And then I had it for two cycles the end of last year. And then I had a really bad ski accident and the stress from the ski accident of me constantly being in pain and all the drugs and everything that I was on. Then I lost my period again for another six months and I just got it back three weeks ago. Wow. Okay. So now I know why you were so excited. Yes. yes. (laughs) And like, because I'm obsessed with periods, I was like so desperate to get it back because once you understand like the beauty of the cycle, it's exciting when it comes around because you get to experience every different phase. And when you don't have the change in your hormones and your period and stuff, you know, you're missing out. Well, I love your wording because I've looked you up online and you are a health coach and you cover many different areas around our cycles. But I really love the wording that you use. It's the power of periods. So run us through that term. So a lot of women, I mean, most women hate their period. I hated my period before all of this. But we're not taught about the power behind our period and how amazing it actually is. And I'm really passionate about teaching girls about the different phases of your cycle. So you've got four different phases. You've got menstruation when your period is. Then you've got um, the follicular phase, which is just before ovulation. Then you've got ovulation, your luteal phase, and then you bleed. And in each different phase, you've got a change in hormones. And it actually means that you feel different, you communicate differently, you'll read people differently, you're better at doing different things at certain times, your sleep will be different, your eating habits, all this sort of stuff. And when you actually tune into this, it's quite a powerful process and it means that at certain times, you know, your communication is going to be better. So that's the best time to, you know, do workshops and go on podcasts and and all that (laughs) sort of stuff. And then 
you know, when you've got a really big life decision to make, instead of sleeping on it, if you can, you should try and bleed on it because when you're bleeding, that's when you're most intuitive and you're very reflective and you ha- you're able to sort of um, get closer to your intuition and like the universal beliefs and all that sort of stuff. And once you understand all of that, you can then use it to your advantage and you understand the power of having your period and the different phases. So that's what that is. Now, I have heard that because I remember a bit of a craze happening. Um, it was actually a girl on the Gold Coast who put, it's pretty, it might upset some listeners, but it was pretty out there for most people to accept. But she actually put her period blood onto her face and did a facial. So you can imagine oh, wow. yeah. the reaction yeah. worldwide. Yeah. So it went global, you know, and she was pretty much discussing the same thing about that it's so powerful. So you probably wouldn't go that far yourself talking about the powerful, you know, um, energy. Are there any other practices? Well, okay. So this is the sort of thing I've read about that a lot, actually. And the problem is that I have, my period hasn't hung around long enough for me to try it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there is this whole sort of more spiritual aspect of um, when you wear a tampon, for example, you are holding the blood in and you're, it's a blockage and it's not allowing the blood to come out. And that's why actually wearing p- like pads, even the um, very reusable ones that are now like quite popular or using like a diva cup, so a period cup, that's why those things can actually spiritually and energetically be better and allow you to have a bigger feeling of release because you aren't blocking the blood and keeping it in you still, if that makes sense. So there is a whole thing about this and actually not being afraid to like touch your blood. And I, and I think that's one reason why women don't use the like period cups because they're like, ew, I don't want to have to like have the blood on my hands and rinse it out and whatever. But it's like, it's just your blood. Like if you had a cut, you would touch that blood. Like why is it any different? And it's just because of the way we've been raised in society and I mean, that girl's a prime example. We think that's disgusting. But if someone posted a picture of, you know, their leg that was all cut open with blood, I mean, people would be gross, but gross from a different perspective. Mm. And, um, you know, so when you really think about it, it's totally normal and it is a very spiritual thing. And, you know, people will like actually use their blood and like wipe it on their skin and have more of an emotional connection to it and dive deep. And I know most women won't do that and that's I'm not expecting them to do that. But it's actually funny how many women have more of an emotional blockage with their period than that than just about what they're eating or what they're doing with their lifestyle. If they've been raised in an environment where like periods have been shunned against, their mum never really talked about it, they can create this emotional blockage in their uterus, which is actually can what give them endometriosis and really painful periods and really heavy periods because it's like, fuck you, because you don't listen to it. I've never really thought about it like that. It's actually a flow and that it's a release. So that's so fascinating. And look, I have heard uh, some other people talking about the different options. So, you know, we are sort of stuck in the old ways of using tampons and pads. So it's good that there's some other options out there. Can you run us through those cups? Because I'm actually interested in looking into it myself. But I mean, where do you buy them? And what are they called exactly? So they're really popular now. You'll definitely be able to buy them like online from Nourished Life. I know they have them, but most like chemists and stuff even have them now. They're called like diva cups or like a period cup, anything along those lines. You know what it looks like? It looks like a, um, a funnel. It looks like a funnel. And basically you fold it in half 
and you put it up like you would be putting up a tampon and it opens up inside you and you don't feel it or anything and you can keep it in there for hours. Like you don't have to worry about the toxic shock. There's less leakage. It actually allows you to like measure the amount of blood that you're having. So you can know like, is my period too light? Is it too heavy? You can then like see if you have blood clots. So it can give you more of an indication of what your blood is really like. And yeah, so that's as simple as it is. And then they're reusable. So you don't have to go and buy tampons all the time. They're better for the environment. And cost effective, are they? Exactly. Oh yeah, so cost effective. Because going to buy organic tampons once a month adds up, especially if you have a heavy period. It really does add up. And then now they even have like reusable pads because like you shouldn't wear tampons at night. You can wear a pad at night and then you just wash it after. But the problem is that people don't want to touch their blood because they find it just so disgusting. And it's not disgusting because it's the same as if it would come from a cut. But we've just been conditioned to think it's disgusting. How much are those cups worth, like recommended retail, do you know? I think they're about $14. It kind of depends on where you get them, but they're really, like not over $30. Like they're so cheap and affordable and you're using them once a month all the time. They last you for years. Mm, okay, cool. Now let's talk about the cycles. And so you were talking about that just before about the four different cycles. I've got an interesting question for you and it's a little bit, tiny bit off it, but when you come to, you know, certain times of the month, I've noticed and I've heard it as well that for the female, you actually become more attractive to the opposite sex. Is that true? Like the ovulation? Yeah, so not not when you're bleeding, but it's ovulation. So basically that's when your estrogen is at its peak. So you actually, um, like your skin is plumper, you feel sexier and you give off more of those sexy pheromones. And, you know, if you think about it in a primal state, this is our peak time for fertility. So, of course, we want to have sex because we we are programmed to just be baby machines and <laughs> men are more attracted to us because they know this is like the time to make a baby. But also men just like they can um, biologically without them knowing sense when a woman is fertile and when they're not fertile. And it's really funny. Um, even girls that have lost their periods or are trying to get their period back, men depending on the man, but if if you find a very conscious man, they will often be able to have this sixth sense that they can't put their finger on, but it's there. It's so crazy because they're actually able to really sense. Like my ex last year, we met before I got my period back and he could sense it and he could know before I would know. He was able to tell me like your hormones are like nearly back, nearly back, like wow, crazy stuff. Yes, yeah, so <gasps> that is crazy. so cool. I know, and it's all from this tribal sense. But yeah, so around ovulation, your estrogen is at its highest, so you are feeling your most sexy, and you give off all those pheromones to the opposite sex yes. that they can then pick up on. And that's why it's also the best time in ovulation to like go out on first dates or go out just in general to like meet new people because you are more attractive to everyone, girls and guys, because you are putting out a more attractive vibe. So that's great for dating tips. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. So don't go on a date in, well, try to avoid going on a first date in your luteal phase because you're more likely to bite the guy's head off than if you go in your follicular ovulation. (laughs) I love that. You could become a dating coach as well. (laughs) You've got so much knowledge. Now let's talk about, you know, how your own experience of, you know, what you're just saying with your boyfriend knowing, but also I saw online that you've spoken about a lot of women that feel like 
they're not really a woman when they're not bleeding. So can you run us through advice for women that are actually struggling and how to make them feel a bit better about it? Yeah, so this actually comes up quite a bit in client sessions when I'm working with someone that doesn't have their period. And I've I've obviously been there where you kind of feel like a fraud because you're a quote unquote woman, but you then but then you say to yourself, I'm not really a woman because I don't have a period. Or even this is the same for women that have had to have their fallopian tubes removed or had a full hysterectomy. Same thing applies. So women hold their energy in their womb space and men hold it in their chest. That's why men will tend to walk around with their chest puffed open and be all like, I'm so macho, blah, 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 because that's where they hold their energy. Now, the problem is that, you know, most females are actually quite masculine these days. It's go, 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 do, do, do. And we will puff our chest out. We will sit up straight, blah, 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 which I mean, sitting up straight is good. But the problem is that we hold our energy in our womb space and we are not moving our womb space like we used to. So we used to do a lot of dancing, a lot of like tribal dancing and even, you know, like, you know, salsa dancing and all that sort of stuff. We used to do a lot of that. We don't do that anymore. And when you're dancing, you're allowing the energy in your womb to move through you. So you're not having a blockage of energy. Things can flow through you and you actually allow the energy to be like picked up. And that's what creates a feminine essence. So women then feel like they're a fraud because they're not being a woman because I don't know their period, blah, blah, blah. And I totally get that. But what I found to be really, really helpful for when you're going through this time is obviously one, you're not a fraud. You're still a woman because a woman is just someone that holds their energy in their womb space because you're still a woman. Even if you've had all your bits ripped out, it's just about where you hold your energy. So the biggest thing I say to my clients, my number one, like homework thing is you have to dance every day, put some music on. It doesn't need to be like, you know, Rihanna. It can be like really flowy. I've actually started creating playlists on Spotify of like the different phases of your cycle and like different music. Oh, that's Um, interesting. Yeah. So I should link it on my website, actually. Um, It's on my to-do list amongst millions of other things. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I can imagine. So I put on music and, you know, moving your hips and flowing through that is such a good thing to do. And I've had such amazing results with clients from doing that, like incredible, like getting my period back results. Mm. Um, And then another thing is also putting effort into your appearance, curling your hair in the morning or straightening it, putting some makeup on, not wearing trackies. Although today I can't talk because I'm wearing trackies, (laughs) but like putting a dress on, you know, putting some makeup on, putting some earrings on, all of those things you don't feel like doing when you don't have your period because you're not having all the juicy hormones. But by doing it, you're actually stepping more into the feminine and out of the masculine. And by stepping more into the feminine, you're immediately feeling more like a woman. And by feeling more like a woman, it's also telling your subconscious that you're a woman, that you're feminine and that you're fertile and it can bring your period back. So whilst I'm a big advocate for nutrition and lifestyle factors and sleep and exercise, there is a whole nother aspect of it where it's about spiritual connection and emotional stuff and all of that built up stuff and allowing yourself to step into the feminine is a really powerful thing. And I have struggled with this because I am very A-type, very go, go, go. I love stepping into my masculine because I just thrive off that. You get shit done. (laughs) uh, I get shit done. I love that. But I also really now love, 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 love stepping into the feminine. Awesome. It's really great advice. I remember seeing something about you talking on the same topic about women and when they're not actually bleeding, um, advice around, you had like a white energy theory. Can you run us through that? Um, Yeah. So what you can be doing is like 
anytime that you are, you don't even need to be dancing around. You can be at the traffic lights anytime. Oh, one thing is no one will know, but if you're standing, instead of standing with like your energy centered and like same amount of weight on both feet, if you rock your weight from one side to the other side, no one's going to know what you're doing, but that's moving your energy in your room space. So a really good thing to do if you're out and about or whatever, um, and you're feeling like you're getting a little bit tense and you need to step more into the feminine and soften a little bit, that's a really good thing to do. But the other thing with the white space is that what you can do is you can imagine a white light from like the crown of your head. And I want you to just pull the white light and basically pull it right down your body into your womb space and just imagine this glowing white light in your womb. You don't have to do anything. Nobody knows what you're doing. Nobody can see it. But by imagining a white light in your womb space, doing the same thing as if you were physically moving. I mean, the brain is a very, very powerful thing. Just literally pouring a massive white or gold light or pink light, whatever light resonates with you and just pulling that light into your womb area and just illuminating it and basically allowing that white light to shine from your insides all the way out. Now, I'm sure you've had many women coming to you saying, hey, I'm experiencing bloating. What great tips have you got for us about that? So magnesium is a really big one for bloating, but if you're getting a lot of bloating and fluid retention after you ovulate, that is a good sign that you are holding on to a lot of estrogen. So your liver is not functioning properly. So there's two phases to your liver when you detoxify and most people can't get into phase two just because their liver is so clogged from environments or toxins. So upping your brassica vegetables, so things like cauliflower, kale, cabbage, all that family, just Google it and there's like a whole list. Upping that is going to help flush out estrogen. Magnesium is a really good one for bloating. Lots of fluids, of course, but that would be the biggest thing is just allowing your body to try and detoxify estrogen. There's tons of things you can do for bloating, but in a nutshell, a lot of the time it's your body holding on to excess estrogen. Okay, cool. So energy again and learning how to release that. Now, before we go, I actually wanted to chat with you. Obviously, you work one-on-one, but you've started group workshops. What could we expect if we came to one of your workshops? Yeah, so I try and keep them pretty intimate and small because I know that a lot of women don't feel comfortable talking about their periods in front of a lot of girls. But um, what I tend to do actually is I will create like a quote unquote outline, but because I'm such a blabber mouth, I usually just go in and I've got a couple coming up in Sydney that do have a specific topic to each of them. But if it's a smaller one, I'll literally go in and be like, girls, what do you want to talk about? And I'll get a whole pile of things that people have questions on and we will just flow from there. I'm not a robot and I like to address what people want to know. So I mix it up, but it's everything from understanding what your period is telling you to eating for fertility. And remember, fertility is a sign of health. Fertility doesn't necessarily mean that you want to get pregnant. Being fertile is a sign that you are fully healthy um, and everything's working as it should. So we'll talk about nutrition, we'll talk about getting rid of PMS, even things like PCOS, and then of course we'll go into cycle syncing. So basically working with every phase of your cycle, like I was talking about at the beginning, and we'll talk a bit about libido because that's always a hot topic and a lot of girls really struggle with that, especially coming off the pill. We'll talk about coming off hormonal birth control, the fertility awareness method, so many things to talk about. 
So it's a range. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a range. Your knowledge is so amazing. I'm so glad that we've <laughs> contacted each other. And I think that you're just helping so many women. So congratulations on all of the workshops and your one-on-one clients. If you are interested in Monica's work, simply hop onto her website, which is monicayates.com.au. And I'll also pop it up in the Apple show notes as well, just in case you don't have a pen handy right now. So thank you again, Mon. I think I'm going to have to have you on again at some stage because there's thank way, you. Be fantastic. Too much, way too much to talk about. I know. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much, Karen. Bye. Hey, I hope you enjoyed our chat about periods. If you miss me way too much in between podcasts, why don't you jump onto our website, bigsisaustralia.com, and you'll be able to find all our blogs and watch funny videos and even win prizes for becoming a VIP sister. I'd love to see you there.